when you first start it, it's going to be tough. This is me with already like considering teaching a little bit. You're listening to the Fragile Egos podcast. Brought to you by Riley Featherstone, Hugh Ferguson, and Alid Pennock. In this episode, we meet Alan Catherine and Rasheen DeMello. So sit down, get comfy, and enjoy the show. Riley, you dead last then. Oh, well, Alan is first. Alan is yeah. first for once, yeah. Nice one. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I think it was me. <laughs> I think it was me. I'll edit it together to make it actually sound together. That's what I suggested last time. <laughs> yeah, but that's, uh, that's extra that's, effort. That no, that's my own idea. What are you talking about, Alan? Uh, <laughs> welcome back. Yeah, hope you enjoyed the other ones. Or the other one. Or the other ones, if you've been listening back through them. If you haven't listened to the last episode, we did an interview with uh, both Amelia Ryan and Danielle Johanna. So go listen to that one and then come back here and listen to this one. That'll be, you know, that's great. It's not, it's not continual, though. It's not like a running storyline. Just, <laughs> we just want you to listen to the other one. Yeah, yeah you're not going to miss part of the story plot if you... Yeah. <laughs> but you should listen to them because they are great interviews. They are yeah. genuinely good. And I'm not saying that to be joking or anything. I mean it. And in this episode, <laughs> we have another two guests. Uh, we're going to start off with Ellen Catherine, and then we're going to move on to Rasheen DeMello. As many of you dear viewers know, or listeners, either or, depends <laughs> on where you are. Um, we were on the BA acting course at UWTSD. And we all want to be actors, but not everyone does. So in this episode, we'll be featuring some people who do not want to go into the acting profession and how the courses help them and what they'll be doing after. So stick around. Stick around. Okay, so we are joined by... Ellen. Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen, everyone. <laughs> Just Ellen. I think there's already one of those, isn't there? Just Ellen. There's over in America, she's got Oh, a yeah, show you can't, you can't have Just Ellen. Yeah. You'll have to go with your last name as well. Okay, I'm, I'm Ellen Catherine. <laughs> That's great. <Cool>. Thank you. <laughs> and Ellen is a business owner. Ooh. Ooh. Sound effects. Ah. Ah. <laughs> Why... Did you want to start the, the your business in the first place? Tell, tell us what your business is, obviously, and why did you want to start that? Um, well, my business is called Bright Light Company, which is named after Ellen, which means bright light in Greek. Fun fact. Um, I think I've always wanted to start a business like since I was around about 16, and but I never knew what to do. And I think when I was going through a really hard time with my mental health, I remember looking through like inspirational quotes and pictures. And, and sometimes I thought, I was like, whoa, these are like really, oh, what's the word? Oh, I can't think of the word now, but they were just like really condescending and mm. I just didn't like it. And, yeah. and they were like all these bright colors and just really silly inspirational quotes. And I was like, I want to, 
put out something that is nice to look at, that's not overwhelming to look at, mm. but it's just a simple couple of words that you can look at and be like, huh, that's, that's made my day a little bit brighter. Oh, e.g. Bright Light Company. <laughs> bright Light Company, yeah. That's, that's nice, that is. Yeah. yeah, that's a really nice sort of motive to go with uh, a business, yeah. isn't it? Thank you. Yeah. So uh, what kind of uh, services do you offer? Like, what, What's your sort of selling point, if that makes any sense? Um, well, at the moment, I'm just, I'm just on Etsy. Um, and I meet at prints at the moment but over the summer I will be looking at doing more stuff um I have got a little sneaky project coming up with another company oh. so that's something <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's literally just prints at the moment and I'm hopefully over the next year going into like stickers maybe in the future go cool. to stationery and apparel and stuff like that so yeah that'd be cool so you, you studied um, with us at UWTSD on the acting course. Um, <laughs> how do you think, obviously, it's not traditional to go, you know, do an acting degree and then go into something else. Um, yeah. But how do you think that has benefited you in any way or? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, like while I'm doing an acting course and not going into acting, it gave me a lot of confidence to do what I wanted to do yeah. and be a lot more creative. Um, and I think, yeah, it just, it just helped me come out of my shell a bit and just be like, go for it. Yeah. I think it's nice how, um, you know, not only with, with the uni, but with, you know, amongst course mates is very, um, a big thing to push, pushing, like creating your own content and, um, yeah. you know, and I think that's that's quite nice, you know. So previously you mentioned that you started your business to improve your mental health and others' mental health through creating um, art and expressing yourself creatively. Um, I, I know you, you've had some struggles with mental health in the past. How, how has it been working through that with Bright Light Company then? Um, well... Creating Bright Light Company was kind of like a goal for me with my mental health because because I, I suffer from borderline personality disorder, it can affect your work life because um, your health is so unpredictable. And I really like working and I didn't want to be, you know, in like, it huddled in my blanket, you know, in the corner of my room, hissing at people if anybody came <laughs> close to me. Um, I wanted to actually do something and accomplish something because I spent most of my teenage years being a hermit. Mm. And I was like, no, I want to I wanna overcome this. I want to go out there and do something. So creating Bright Light Company is giving me that goal to keep working towards. Like there's always new stuff to keep me going. Um, and it, it is difficult. It's stressful. And there's days where I'm just like, I get up and I'm like, I can't do anything today. Um, but I know then with like having your own business, you can take your, you can look after yourself and look after your mental health and stuff. Mm. So. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, you're so pretty, Alan. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Oh, here we go. <laughs> Evo time. <laughs> Fragile eagles. Fragile eagles. <laughs> so, it's that time. It's the one question we're asking everyone on the podcast. Okay. If you could relive one moment from your time at UWTSD, what would it be? Like I say, it doesn't have to be academic. It could be anything. Ah. Uh, oh, my gosh. This is really difficult. Damn yeah, you it's guys. A, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I think if I could relive something, I think it'd be the first year show. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, it'd be the understudy run of the first year show. <laughs> yeah. Because, oh my gosh, I've never had to hold in a laugh so much. And it was just brilliant. And I remember us all being really stressed about the show and then doing the understudy run. And it was just so nice and like mm-hmm. calming to watch everyone else just, you know, mess up everything. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm just thinking back to when James played Joey's character. Like, oh yes. Uh, yeah. Like I think I think I died a little bit <laughs> just trying to like hold in so much laughter. It was just so good. Yeah. I love that. That's that's quite you know interested actually how we how far we came. If you look at the understudy run from the first year show and then the understudy run for the third year show. You know, acting ability wise, I think that kind of <laughs> yeah. like quadruple, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure acting ability even like qualifies in the first issue understudy run. It was <laughs> it was just lines, just remembering it, lines. It, it was just it was flying by the seat of your pants for most of that run. Yeah. That was fun though. I love that show so much. Who yeah, yeah, definitely. Interesting. Um oh. so if if there's anyone listening, you know. Um, that you know wanted to create a business. What would your what would your advice be? You know, oh would my you gosh. have anything to say to that? Um, go for it. There is no right time to start a business. Um, and when you first start it, it's going to be tough. And you know, there's going to be because at one point I was like, I don't want to do this. This is rubbish. I'm not getting any sales. Um, but stick with it. If you, if you know that you're really serious about it, stick with it. Um, and you know, take like extra classes on businesses, uh, like doing business, running a business and designing a business, you know, do all that, get as much experience as you can. Um, cause that's what I did. And I, I'm in such a good place right now. I'm so happy with the work that I'm producing and putting out there. And it's fun. I get excited when I get when I have like a new listing to put up on Etsy. I'm just like, yay! <laughs> so yeah, just go for it. Nice, yeah. <laughs> so if people want to find you or your company, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Etsy at Bright Light Company, which is B R I G H T L I G H T C O P A N Y. Awesome. I was gonna spell. She can spell. I can spell. Yes. I was gonna be really embarrassing if I messed that up. C O N F. Put those links in the description for anyone that wants um, to check out your social medias. So thank you very much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for having Um, before we move on to the interview, I want to show something that will haunt one of you. 
I know it's me because we prepped it. Yeah. Oh, come on, Alex. No, no, it's that, right? That is, what do they call it? A vampire, vampire yeah. parrot? To all the people listening my... that can't see your phone right now, Hugh. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, like a, it's a completely black parrot with blood red wings. And Alad hates parrots as it is. So, you yeah. know, the fact there's an undead parrot flying around. That is, yeah, well, it looks so badass, though, Alad. No, can I, can I, may I present my case, please? Thank you. <laughs> um, my thing with it is, is that one, yes, I don't like parrots. Even like, you know, the Treasure Island, like, nice looking parrots, right? I don't like them. But that's that's a case for another day. This parrot in particular, right? It looked as if like a parrot has like mated with a vulture, right? For one, it looks horrifying. A and also, parrot vulture, if you, if you will. And the other thing with it is, is it looks like something that I'd be circling the sky above a Disney villain's lair, like. Do you know what I mean? Like, before you get, like, context of where a, a Disney villain lives, you'd see, like, a bird circling above, and it would be that bird. <laughs> it wouldn't be a parrot. That's, like, not intimidating at all. You'd have, no, like, a is. Transylvanian lair on the edge of a cliff on the top of, like, a, like a slopey road, and then it's a parrot flying around, and you go, oh, okay, I guess I'll knock no. it off. And then, and then the parrot's flying around, and it's going, got any nuts, got any nuts, and that's, that's what freaks you out. Okay, I mean, can I just take you back to the way you described the Treasure Island parrot? You said it was good looking. Well, nice looking. Good, you know, say. like good looking, like attractive uh, parrots. You know, you just see them about and you're like, hey. You, you know what I mean? It's got like, I don't know, <laughs> how do you, just, a, a shiny wings? I don't know. What's, what's nice we, about a parrot? Can we change the logo, uh, our logo for the Fragile Eagles podcast to a parrot? No. Because no, then we would no. lose Alad. Yeah, is that I mean, really? I'm, I'm willing to pay. I'm out. I'm out. That's a price that I'm willing to pay. Hey, listen. <laughs> just scary. Listen, you're the one. You're not the one who can't watch Mary Poppins because of her umbrella, right? That's wait, who? What? Mary Poppins. She got the, the parrot umbrella, isn't she? Yeah. So oh, you've never seen Mary Poppins? Oh, no, wow. I have. I've watched Mary Poppins quite a few times. It's it, the, the scariest <laughs> bit of that is when the the parrot head talks and he like blinks. It's like, I can't um, watch cats. Chicken Run. I was really scared of Chicken Run when I was a kid. That was my. Okay, favorite. I think we should go on to this now. Think, yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Well, the thing tangent. is, chickens talk. You know what I mean? And then that scene with the with the pies. Oh, so the, you know what I mean, yeah, the woman with the pies isn't the scary bit to you. It's the chicken. <laughs> I don't. Know, I can't remember. I haven't seen it since I was a kid because I was mortified. <laughs> that and toy is it toy soldiers or little soldiers yeah oh no that was it's, small, it's yeah. like, had it's like soldiers yeah small soldiers yeah i had a chip hazard toy the the like the commander of the toy soldiers it's like a live and action to, it's like a live action toy story yeah it's but scary. like a child horror film i had to tape the toy up hang on if you wait there i'll go and get the toy now but the thing is the evil one in that film was genuinely like is he actually going He's getting this toy. Yeah, so the evil one in, in Small Soldiers actually is evil. Like, he's horrific. He, like, tortures people. Yeah, and I watched that as a kid, and I was I scared. Guess. But also, I was oh, scared God. of chicken one. Why? We hear some rumbling in the background. Mm. Ready? Do you, do you just have that, like, almost to hand? <laughs> like, Yeah, I was expecting this conversation to go this way. Yeah, of course. He's, he keeps it in his pockets. What are you on about? 
Yeah, go <laughs> yeah on. I keep this <laughs> foot tall. <laughs> it used to scare me so much that I, I used to like, like. What have you done to it? So his arm fell off, so I I taped it to his chest so that I wouldn't lose it, so I could stick it back on. But look how look how scary he looks. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren could play him. What? Huh? what? Dolph Lundgren could play him. What? Why Lundgren. is his arm taped to his chest? So I wouldn't lose this. So I could stick it back on eventually. <sighs> How many years ago was that? But 12. <laughs> I think that's a cue to go to the episode. So we're joined here with Rasheen DeMello. Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Um had to get up before two o'clock today so (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) no it's okay i slept in yesterday so (laughs) what is the what is the time difference at the moment you guys are eight hours ahead eight hours okay fair enough (laughs) you said you said at the moment as if it like it changes (laughs) yeah it it does change (laughs) um time difference bc make it Maybe getting rid of um, daylight saving soon. So, why is not like really difficult? <laughs> um, I don't know. A couple of our provinces have done it already, but which doesn't make sense because the provinces that have done it are farming provinces, <laughs> and daylight saving is for farmers. My brain's <laughs> broken already. We're two minutes in. <laughs> I know. I know. I have that effect. Um, so uh, there's a couple of reasons we brought you onto the podcast. First of all, um, obviously you've had experience with coming all the way from Canada to the UK to study um, acting. Yeah. Um, what, what was your experience with that? Um, well, it started off with learning how to deal with lots and lots of paperwork both for like transferring schools like in the middle of your guys's degree because the degree isn't offered at the school I started off with that I did Mm -hmm. my first two years at so it was a lot of paperwork that way saying this is why I think I should be accepted into a program that's already two years in um things like that like proving I'd be able to um finance my year there having to deal with like getting a visa a week seeing if it's going to be approved like a week or so before classes start and yeah so it was it was a nine month process from when I decided I wanted to go to when I got on the plane which I mean I guess everyone has to deal with that level of paperwork at some point and yeah was was it your first time like doing something like this? Like obviously it's going to a new country. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Before this, like a lot of I'd get a lot of help with stuff. So um, like applying to my previous college and applying to my uni before that, it was a lot of like asking my friends like, oh, what courses are you taking? Or you've gone to Douglas before? Like what classes? worked for you guys um and I mean I still had some of that with this just because it was a lot of heightened language and just Mm, silly bureaucratic things that needed to be done even though it had nothing to do with my process (laughs) um 
but yeah, you know what? I feel like I'm a, I'm a lot, I came out a lot smarter <laughs> than <laughs> this Learned time last year, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With your, because uh, obviously you did acting, was the course in Canada acting as well or? It was, yeah, it was theater. It wasn't musical yeah. theater. So we didn't really touch on things like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was just theater. So obviously coming from Canada, uh, I imagine there'd be a lot of uh, culture differences between um, Vancouver and Carmarthen. What would you say was like the biggest culture shock for you coming over um, here? That everything's walking distance. <laughs> I mean, like, to a point, you know. I mean, I guess technically everything here is walking distance, but it might take you a couple days to get to like the top part <laughs> of the province. But um, yeah, just being able to like say, okay, we're going down to the pub and then we're going clubbing for the next six hours and then being able to, well, technically being able to walk home afterwards <laughs> is crazy. It's unheard of here unless you live in like kind of a not nice part of town or a really nice part of town. Right. <laughs> so you're in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I mean, the drinking culture is another thing. I mean, obviously not kids, but like young adults go for drinks here too, but definitely not to the extent that it happens over there, I must say. <laughs> because That's I, yeah. yeah. I've come home and Jan, my boyfriend's really excited because he's like, I've finally got a drinking buddy now because. <laughs> Why? Well, just because you've done it over here. <laughs> I think that's what my parents as well expected from me going. They're like, oh my God, you have the chance to go to the UK for a year? Like party it up, <laughs> get us some drinks when we come over. I mean, they didn't get to come over because of COVID, but. The big yeah. no-no. <laughs> big yeah. no-no. Um, did you did you find any difference in the the teaching styles as either, or was there yeah. anything like that that was an adjustment for you? Or um, I think the amount of freedom was really different, just because obviously, like we were in our third year, so like by that point, you're you're expected to do a certain level of things, but mm. I had just missed the first two years when you get used to like all those habits I guess because yeah. I mean I've never lived by myself or you know like had to really not really take care of myself but you know like you can like get groceries for yourself independent but I found that Lynn's teaching uh, like I guess her directing style was really similar to my previous lecturer, Thrasso at Douglas, he kind of like, they both kind of don't tell you if they're, you're not going what, like the way you could be in the scene. They kind of say like, put this context around it and now try it. It's not like a, Oh, that's wrong or anything. It's just, mm. Hey, that's one option. Now let's try this one. And I also just really enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Because there's the whole thing about like um, in in the industry, there's you have like the British actors and then you have American and Canadian actors who are like, for some reason, they, mm -hmm. there's just some whole, you know, the training is considered 
to be completely different. So it's quite interesting to have someone that's, you know, kind of been in both worlds of that. And it's just crazy to see, like, even in, like, you guys, just, like, this repertoire of, like, all these skills you have, which I think... I think it would have been like a bit beneficial beneficial for if my school had like set modules mm -hmm. just because like now like when you refer to something like um clowning or something like that you have this specific amount of time that you did that and the notes mm -hmm. from that whereas at my at Douglas it was a bit like by it was almost like by the day so for a movement class just whatever we were kind of doing well in, our teacher would kind of just like follow that route for a little bit until he decided to do something else. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's that was another big difference. So after graduation, I hear that you're going on to teaching. Is that right? Yes. Cool. So yeah. So right now I've submitted my high school and my last college's transcript as well as my um like the, I guess the unofficial transcript from Trinity and I've submitted it to the SFU PDP program and they'll help me like figure out what I need to do next. Um, but yeah, I've kind of realized that I've wanted to be a teacher like in the last two years. And I don't know, the more I research it and the more I think about it and like work towards it, I it's really like settling in that this is kind of where I'm going to be for the next mm. long while, which is really exciting. Yeah, it's great that you know where, where you want to end up, you know? Mm -hmm. what, in uh, what inspired that sort of, because you said over the last two years, you've realized you want to go into that teaching and that's where you feel best. Is there anything that specifically inspired that or you just, you just feel it naturally? Um, for... I think for my second year when we were doing like, I had like a bit of a bigger role in a show and um, just working with my director on that, he, I don't know, he was kind of like pushing me into like the directing kind of area. But I mean, like this was me with already like considering teaching a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I mean, at first I thought it was just because I was comfortable to what being comfortable being in a school and that routine and yeah. maybe because I didn't know anything else that's the career that I thought I'd go into just because I'm familiar with it yeah but like it was also Yoan Heaven's talk like the yeah. master class we had and um like a lot of his questions were obviously meant for people going on to like continue acting as their main career but he would just ask questions that I hadn't really heard before about mm -hmm. like your kind of personality and what kind of personality you need to have either going in like acting and kind of being your own boss like if you're that kind of person or if you're mm -hmm. the person who craves structure and you need to know where your paycheck's coming from just for like ease of mind and just like all the questions he asked I kind of answered not how a full-time actor would mm. but it all fit into um what a teacher needs going off that then how would you relate 
uh, going on to teaching to a theatre or an acting degree? Um, well, I think they relate really closely, actually, just because what I'd be going into. So for teaching high school over here, you need two teachable subjects. And for me, the plan is for that to be theater and English and English will be covered when I do my PDP program. Um, and I think that just, I mean, everything you learn, especially in the first two years for me, at least like directly translate to teaching as well. English it's, literally the same as breaking down a script when it comes to like when you read those novels like john mm. steinbeck those kind of no novels in high school or secondary school mm. um it's it's this it's the same skill it's being able to just pick up like either what the playwright or the author's trying to say like maybe not every apple the main character gives the other character is a symbol but I mean, if it happens like four or five times, maybe it is. Um, but yeah, I feel like they all relate. And especially since like as actors, we get um, lots of training on like checking in with yourself and being able to get like a certain message across. I feel like that all helps and goes towards my teaching career, which is why I decided to get my degree and do another year of acting, even though I'm going down the teacher path. Yeah, that's nice. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming <laughs> to my TED talk. <laughs> yeah, no, the full, full well-rounded answers. Great. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Okay, so we end every interview on here uh, with our third years um, by asking, from your time at UWTSD, what is the one moment, academic or not, that you wish you could relive? Well, I think that would also be my peak uni student moment, which was getting up, absolutely smashed one day. <laughs> well, I was smashed the night before, woke up, and then... You were outside my room, Alad, and you said you were going to go watch the rugby game. And I was like, I could go for a beer. And then, <laughs> and then we went and watched rugby in a nice little pub. And there is a free bacon bap at halftime, which is unheard of. <laughs> Amelia came down in her hoodie thing, her whatever that oh the the fluffy thing the giant hoodie yeah yeah that that thing and then also when we went back danielle was still like in the fetal position on her bed at like <laughs> 4 p.m from the night before it was just <laughs> it was a good day it was just the epitome of what my life was like over there <laughs> that's <yeah>. brilliant <laughs> Bit of everything, bit of everything. The yeah. epitome of your time over here was waking up, hungover, <laughs> and going to the pub. <laughs> Great. To watch rugby. Th to yeah. watch rugby, yeah, Welsh. And you know what? We kicked butt, so yeah. it, was the, it was the game to watch. We did, yeah. That was your first experience of rugby as well, though, wasn't it? That was, it was the first mm -hmm. game in the Six Nations for Wales. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was fun. What is, um, what is 
currently the lockdown situation in Canada? Is it like loosening up now? Yeah, I think it's still like a month, month and a half too early. Right. But um, is like all the other businesses have opened up now. I mean, we had lots of stuff. I think we had more stuff open than you guys did during mm-hmm. our lockdown because we still had all our drive-throughs open. Lots of restaurants were open, like just for pickup and stuff. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it was it was still lockdown, but now they're saying like you can come in and eat as long as like you're six feet away from the other patrons. Right. Okay, yeah. And yeah, but actually, something exciting is our um, municipality. Well, like BC is talking about having drinks in public places now instead Ooh. of like just in a restaurant. And I was like, you know, like over the water did that like a million years ago, right? <laughs> it was never banned. It was just a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. know. I was like. I mean, if you got, if you were walking down like Granville Street with a pint in your hand, you'd probably get a ticket. (laughs) Excuse me, where did you steal that glass from? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, over here it's, excuse me, where did you steal that glass from? I want one. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, massive thank you to Rashid for coming on the podcast. Uh, That is now guest number four. Four. Yeah, four. four. Wow. Going through them quick now. Yeah. Um, So thank you, Rasheen, for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, plug your socials. Plug your socials. Um, I mean, they don't really have to do with my job, but I mean, if you're here for like a good time. You may as well get a blue tick. um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I feel like I'm already on that path, but anyway. (laughs) So it's at raisin, like the dried fruit. And then Demello, D M E L L O. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Yes, thank it's you again for having me. Bye. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. So, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, thank you yet again to Ellen, Catherine, and Rasheen Demello. Uh, we'll put all the links to everything mentioned in this podcast in the show notes or in the YouTube description. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to subscribe to be notified when we release more episodes and rate the podcast as well if you enjoyed. So thank you so much for coming. Thanks. And even rate it if you didn't enjoy. Just give it a five star. Five stars equals one star. Five stars. Bye. 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 Goodbye.